say life is short. They say you wake up one day and on that day, all of your dreams are everything you wish for and you want. Gone just like that. People get older, you know, things change and, and situations change and what I want is I just, I want this moment right now, this day, my feelings for you, the way you look right now, the way I look at you, I just want this to last for
slums of New York City. A racially mixed group of people live in these slums. Welfare and lower middle class Puerto Ricans, mainly families, a few white students, a few white artists who haven't made it are still struggling, and those semi-artists who, due to their professions, will never make it. Poets and musicians, black and white musicians who are into all kinds of music, mainly jazz and punk rock. In the nicer part of the slums, Ukrainian and Polish families. Down by the river that borders on the eastern edge of these slums, Chinese and middle-middle class Puerto Ricans. Avenues of junkies, pimps, and hookers form the northern border. The southern border drifts off into even poorer sections, sections too burnt out to be anything but war zones. And the western border is the avenue of bombs. All of the buildings are either burnt down, half burnt down, or falling down. None of the landlords who own the slum live in their disgusting buildings. In the winter, when the temperature averaged zero degrees, these buildings have no hot water or heat. And in the summer, at 100 degrees average, roaches and rats cover the inside walls and ceilings. When Janie thinks she has to see people, because she's going crazy, and or it's not good for her to be alone all the time, even though she loves being alone and doing nothing, when night strikes, and only at night, she goes out of her room walks the streets. He walks up and down the same streets the hookers walk. Only the hookers make some money. Junkies, petty gangsters, bums, and pimps occasionally say hello to her. After a night or two, Janie hates walking the streets doing nothing. She goes back to her room and does nothing. Where I just thought they were superfluous. I wasn't really interested in these characters. I wasn't interested in the beautiful sentences of John Updike. Um, I found very little pleasure in reading them. Um, I mean, do you uh, take it for a Why didn't you? Why weren't you interested in I felt that culture was an imposition. What exactly did you mean by that? That I was being given... I, when I went to school, there was always great culture. This is how you should think. This is a great work of art. It was the same thing with the formal art in the art world. And it didn't have anything to do with me.
and this is what I really want to explore, um, to, in a way, have more power over Alan, or to let him have more power over me. I mean, there are various relations that come out of this. I mean, one is the way in which I feel I have power in the relationship is that I can give Alan a great deal of sexual pleasure. And I often feel that men get their power over me by pleasing me a great deal, so I feel there's a discrepancy there in our power. However, I feel that Alan, in certain ways, can, has his power on me because I've behaved badly toward him by sending him that work and by using him so he can play on my guilt feelings a great deal. I think the physical ways we relate are interesting for those reasons.
deep down inside I knew that it was what I really wanted. And as the car bumped down the old dirt road, I prayed inwardly that this time everything would work out, that I would be able to go through with it. Bravely I tried to fight down the familiar feeling of terror, but the attempt Slowly, surely, it began to take control of me, increasing as we rocked closer and closer to the end of the road. I watched Bill as he drove, wondering if he had any idea of the way I felt. No, of course not. He thought I was just another girl, maybe prettier than most, but basically like everybody else. He had no idea of the struggle going on inside my head or the dark secret that lay in my past. But I knew that all too soon he would find out what I was really like. That he would be gone also, just like all the others. We were near the end of the road and Bill slowed the car to a stop along the side. He switched off the light. Then, stretching his arms above his head, he gave a long, contented sigh. Wow, he said. It's a terrific night. Listen to the birds. I am, I said, trying to sound calm. Even though my heart was beating so violently, I could hardly even speak. Bill turned his face to me and smiled. It was dark and I could barely make out his features. His light brown hair was black. The moonlight glittering in his eyes hit their blue and turned his freckled face ash white. Although I knew he was good looking, the darkness made him seem more a monster than a man. Without wanting to, I started to shake. Bill reached out and put his hand lightly on my leg. What's the matter? Are you cold? Yes, a little. I answered quietly. Even though my inner voice was screaming, No, I'm not cold, you fool. I'm scared half to death.
it feels like.